You're listening to the Motivation Minutes with D. Rice. Having trouble accomplishing daily tasks and don't know why you're okay with mediocrity? Do you want to learn more about how to become more powerful within your own body and mind? You're in the right place. These are the Motivation Minutes with D. Rice. Yo, 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 what is up, guys? I'm D. Rice. I am back here on the Motivation Minutes for Episode 9. And today, we're going to be talking about the importance of your diet. I know I'm so big on... Oh, you got to take care of your mind. Oh, you become more powerful in your mind. Ah, ah. But, you know, your mind is nothing without your body, okay? You can have all the power in the world in your mind, but if you don't have something that can help you carry that power out and show that how strong you are, like, mentally, because you show how strong you are mentally through your actions and interacting with other people and, like, doing what you do on a daily basis, right? So if you don't have a body that can actually do that, then your mind means nothing. And if you don't have a mind that can control your body or you don't have a body that fits with your mind, I mean, they go hand in hand. So you got you got to have one if you want to have the other. You got to have the other if you want to have the other. So, I mean, it's important to take care of your body is all I'm saying. It's very important to take care of your body because let's think about it. If your body is a ship on the ocean, okay, and the goods are on the inside. You got to have a good body to withstand the storm. Now, the captain has all the knowledge in the world about the about the waves. He has all the knowledge in the world he needs. But the boat has to stay together. The boat cannot break. And so that's why it's important to take care of your body. Because the goods never get where they're going if the ship breaks. So, diet is what you consume daily. I don't know what you consume daily. I try to eat healthy, but, you know, sometimes you see... These junk foods and they just look so, so good. But yet, you know that it's not really helping you. Now, it's okay to have something like every once in a while, you know. I mean, everybody needs that little that little cheat day, that little pick-me-up type deal. But it is important to start now and start focusing on your diet and start trying to eat a little bit healthier. And it's never too early to start that because it can pay off really, really big in the long run if you start now. And it's really beneficial to your body to eat good food, eat healthy food. And so let's just jump right into it. Why should you control your diet? Why should you focus on eating good? So eating good can prevent heart disease. And a study showed it's the leading cause of death. 50% of American adults live with some type of cardiovascular disease. And I got that off the Mayo Clinic's website, so I know that's a credible source. And 50%. 50% of American adults live with some type of cardiovascular disease. That's insane. And now, that's not strictly from diet. I mean, that's something you can be born with or that's something you can develop. But diet can help that. Diet can actually prevent that. And it's crazy to think half of people, if you put 100 people in a room, 50 of them is, are going to have a heart disease. That's insane. High blood pressure can lead to a heart attack. If you eat junk food, you can have high blood pressure. I mean, that's just a given. And... Up to 80% of premature heart disease can be stopped through exercising and eating right. 80%. That's almost, that, that's up there. That's really far up there. Up to 60% can be stopped with just strictly diet. 60% of premature heart disease can be stopped through strictly diet. So it is very important to eat right. But what should you eat? High fiber is good for your heart. Things with high fiber, veggies, fruit, grains, fat-free things, low-dairy, Grilled instead of fried. You know, you go to Chick-fil-A, don't get a fried chicken sandwich. Get a grilled chicken sandwich. Or you go to Chick-fil-A, get grilled chicken nuggets instead of the fried ones. Now, it's okay to have fried every once in a while, but, like, 
You know, you don't want to consume only fried foods your entire life because, I mean, you're going to develop a heart disease most likely. It says 50%. So there's a 50-50 chance that you get a heart disease. And if that's a risk you're willing to take, you can take it. But restrict your sodium and added sugar intake. Foods with high sodium. I mean, I don't really like salt anyway. But, like, you know, Coke has high sodium. And you don't even taste salt necessarily. So it doesn't just have to be salt. But sodium is really, really bad for your heart. So... Take care of yourself. Don't eat a lot of sodium. Don't eat a lot of added sugar. Cakes and cookies may taste good now. They will not lead to a good a good experience later. If you develop that heart disease as a 50-50 shot, it's on you. But they can eating healthy can also reduce your cancer risk. So just like mental illness takes over a weak mind, diseases and sickness can take over a weak body. So you have to take care of your body. You have to Take care of yourself so your immune system can be strong and fight these illnesses away before they even get infected and like built up in you. So foods high in antioxidants can help with the reduced cancer risk. We're talking berries like straw, strawberries, blueberries. We're talking raspberries, dark greens, spinach, turnip greens, collard greens. Then we got nuts, peanuts, almonds type of deal and carrots and also pumpkin. They can all protect and reduce your cancer risk. So eat those foods. You have a reduced cancer risk. I know in this world today, it sounds like everything causes cancer. So I'll do anything to make sure that I at least have a reduced risk. Eating right can actually improve your mood long term. I know it may be terrible in the beginning. You may not like anything you're eating. And that's okay because long term, it's actually going to help you. And like I said, you may want to eat your chicken fried right now, but instead you choose grilled, so you're kind of down the dumps. In the long run, it's actually going to help you. You'll get used to it. And, I mean, it's going to be a change if you eat nothing but junk food. It's going to be a change for a while. But change ain't always a bad thing. Let me tell you, change is not always a bad thing. Anyway, high glycemic load may trigger more depression and fatigue. What is a high glycemic load? Carbohydrates. We're talking soft drinks. Cakes. Things like that, they have a high glycemic load, and they can actually increase depression and fatigue on a day-to-day basis, which is actually insane to me. So eat right and take care of yourself, and it can actually improve your mental health. Eating right can also improve your memory. Vitamin C, D, and E protect against early dementia. If you eat foods with vitamin C, D, and E, you can remember a lot more stuff. I know we have tests and finals coming up. You know, all us in college, make sure you eat some vitamin C, D, and E. You can remember the answers to your tests or remember what you studied better. And, you know, it's going to overall improve your mental health because you're actually going to pass college. So vitamin C, D, and E, they protect against early dementia. And now I'm being serious this time. You don't want to get er- later on in life and not remember, like, your kids or your spouse or whatever. So make sure you are eating right, eating vitamin C, D, and E. Weight loss and diabetes management. Of course, you can lose weight and manage diabetes by eating right. I'm pretty sure we all knew that, but I had to throw that one out there because, I mean, that's just a given. Eating right can help manage your glucose levels, your natural glucose levels, and keep your blood pressure and cholesterol in check. So if you ever seen those commercials about high cholesterol, that's what they're talking about. You don't want your arteries to get clogged and it lead to a heart attack or a stroke. So make sure... You eat right. Diet is actually a discipline in and of itself. So if you're exercising and you're exercising your mind and you're using that discipline that we've talked about in the past, eating right is actually part of that discipline. 
Because even when you train your mind, you're training physically. And when you're training physically, you're training your mind. So physically training by eating right, you're training your mind in the long run to remember things better. You're going to improve your mood. You're going to reduce the risk of dementia. You're improving your mental health. And you can also give yourself a confidence boost because you're actually going to feel good about yourself for eating right. You're, you're going to feel good. You're going to feel accomplished. Now, I know you're probably wondering, oh, I have a busy day. What do I do? All right, so I used to meal prep over the summer, right? I'm just going to give you a few of my meal prep ideas. Uh, you don't have to use them, but they are actually extremely good recipes or whatever you want to call it. So get some chicken breast, lay it in the bottom of a pan, you know, put whatever seasoning you like on there. And then you're going to take your squash, you're going to take some zucchini, and you're going to slice it up into circles, and you're going to place it on top. Dump some green beans and some corn in there into the pan with it, and just put it all in the oven, all stacked together like that. And you're going to cover the pan with aluminum foil. Then you're going to slide that bad boy into the oven at 400 degrees for like an hour. And when you pull it out of the oven, all of the juices from the vegetables are going to flow together. All the spices are going to mix real nice. And then you scoop one piece of chicken breast into a bowl, get some veggies, put them in there, put a lid on it, put it in the fridge, and do that for the rest of your chicken breast. And I promise you're going to have food for at least the week. It depends on how many chicken breasts you put in there. Another one I like to do is I like to just cook my chicken breast on a, on a flat sheet, like a, a baking sheet. I cover it in whatever spices I like. You know, I try to do some like some cavenders and some Tony Chatteries and then I may even throw a little lemon pepper in there. You know, I just make all my chicken breasts different so I can have a variety. And then I put it on one of those flat sheets at 400 degrees for 30, 25, 30 minutes. And that chicken is going to be like juicy. Like it's going to be really thick and juicy. And so then you put that into a bowl. And while your chicken's in the oven cooking, you're on the stovetop. And you're cooking rice and you're cooking whatever other vegetable that you want. Now, the rice is very beneficial because it's very filling and you don't have to have that much of it. So I had one serving of rice in there, a chicken breast, and I always did squash because it was just the easiest to me. I would bake some squash or I would uh, saute it on the stovetop, put it in the fridge. And, man, that stuff keeps for a while. And so I had a meal for the whole week during the summer, and it was just great. Like, I enjoyed it so much. It gave me... It gave me a lot of energy at work, honestly, because I was just like looking forward to lunch. I would eat lunch. I would be energized again. And it was just a great, great experience with meal prep for those meals. And so I would cook that every single week. And I never got tired of it, honestly, because you can always change the flavor of your chicken. You can change the flavor of your vegetables, put some spices on your vegetables. And man, I'm, I promise like that stuff was some of the best stuff I had. Now, I was real big on like watching calories and counting calories and protein and stuff like that. You may not be into all that. You just want to eat healthy. That's fine. But here for a minute, we're going to discuss like maintenance calories and cut and bulk and all, all that that you see. Well, I don't know if you're on that side of TikTok, but I see it on TikTok all the time. So maintenance calories is what will help you maintain your weight. Like it's what you need to just stay the same. Just stay what you are right now. And you can calculate that. Like they have calculators on the internet. You say, you know, calorie calculator for body weight and stuff like this. And they give you like a whole formula that you have to fill out and stuff like that. You have to put in your weight and your height and all that, and it calculates it for you. And then they give you the maintenance calories that you need. And I think mine was like, and it's also based off your exercise and stuff like that. And I think mine was somewhere close to around 2,500 or, or 2,800. And so, and yeah, that's a lot, honestly. But I was I was working out for a while, like an hour and a half a day during the summer. And so I needed those calories and I needed... 
I needed that. And it really helped me because I went into a cut over the summer. And I know I probably wasn't big enough for a cut, but I just wanted to be shredded and just see what it looked like. And so you would eat 500 calories less than what you would need to maintain your weight and to go into a cut. And so I would eat 2,300 calories a day, almost on the dot. Sometimes it'd go over, sometimes it'd be under. But I would get as close to 2,300 calories as I could. I would work out, and man, it was it was a great time, honestly. It was a great experience. It, it was kind of like a scientific experiment, honestly, because I could see my body change like over time. And I was like, well, I wonder what happened if I did this, or I wonder what happened if I did that. And so it was just a fun experience to like actually track that stuff and keep up with what I'm eating and know that I'm eating right and doing the right amount of exercise and doing this and doing that. And it was just a great experience, honestly. So if this is getting anywhere, I'm just saying I encourage you to just watch what you eat and exercise and just see where it takes you. I mean, you might get addicted to it and it'll be like the best time of your life or you may hate it and you may go back to whatever you want to do and that's fine. But I encourage you just to try it one time. Just try it one time and your life may be changed. So while we're on this topic of exercise, where does the importance of exercise? Man, it can combat stroke and blood, high blood pressure, cancer, anxiety, depression, all those things. So when you exercise, it can help you reduce the risk of stroke and high blood pressure, which lead into heart failure, heart disease, heart attack, things like that. But studies have shown that it actually help your mental. It can decline your anxiety and it can reduce your depression. So not only does it train you physically, like it's going to make your body look different, but it also trains you mentally and it helps you tackle the rest of your day. And that's actually been scientifically proven. Exercise can also improve your mood. I know it improves my mood. I work out early in the morning and I'm ready to just go have fun all day because I did my exercise in the morning. I no longer feel like tired. I no longer feel angry because I'm tired. I no longer like wish to stay in bed. I want to get up and I want to be active. I want to go work out because I know like if I start my day like that, my day's going to be a good day. It can improve your energy. So yeah, I know that sounds kind of weird. You go work out and all of a sudden your energy's improved where you should be tired. No, not necessarily because I do feel energized after a good workout. And it's actually kind of strange because I feel like I would be tired, but I'm really not. And I've noticed that I have energy to keep going through the day. Like I don't want to sit down. I want to do all my homework. I want to go to work and just have a good time and be active all day, you know, talk to people and things like that. But when I don't go work out, like if I wake up late or something and I have to go to class first, like I'm absolutely dead in class. Like I, I can't keep up. I can't focus. I can't seem to figure out what I need to write down. I mean, it's just bad all around. Like I'm tired and those are all just effects of me being tired. And so it can improve your energy if you wake up, get going right off the bat, and another thing that's also improved my energy, this is just free for you, doesn't cost you a dime. Um, drink a wa bottle of water when you wake up. Just go ahead and drink a bottle of water. You don't have to like gulp it down or nothing, but make sure you drink a bottle of water before like you do any other activity. And I promise like it wakes, it, it seems like it wakes your insides up. Like it gets you energized, it gets you going, it gets your body started right. So just drink a bottle of water as soon as you wake up in the morning and it'll help you improve your mood, it'll improve your energy and it'll help you get a good start to your day. And that's free for you. Exercising helps with breathing and lung capacity. So, you know, you go on a run. If you keep going on runs, your lung capacity is going to improve. It's going to help you breathe. It's going to help you have a better time running. I know getting in shape is hard. But once you get in the shape and you just keep going with your same pattern, 
your breathing is going to improve. It's going to feel like it gets easier. It's going to feel like it gets better. And so you just have to keep going. That's the that's the whole point of, of commitment to exercise and diet. You have to make a commitment to keep going every single day, no matter what, because it is going to get hard. You know, if it wasn't hard, everybody would do it. Everybody would be healthy. Everybody would have a strong body. Everybody would have a strong mind. But not everybody does. You can look around and notice not everybody does. Everybody has the potential to. All you have to do is make a commitment. That's all you have to do. Make a commitment to go to the gym for one hour a day. Make a commitment to walk on a treadmill for 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day. Make a commitment to eat chicken breast that's grilled instead of fried. Make a commitment to get grilled chicken nuggets instead of fried chicken nuggets. You know, it's just a commitment. That's all it is. And people have problems with making commitments these days. Like, they don't follow through. That's why a lot of people, they quit on the New Year's resolution with within the month of January, matter of fact. 23% of people give up on a New Year's resolution within one week. One week and people say, you know what, I'm done with this. And what do, what do most New Year's resolutions involve? Eating right and exercise. Over 80% of New Year's resolutions involve eating right and exercise. A change in diet and a change in physical activity. 80%. But see, people don't want to make a commitment. They want instant results. That stuff ain't real. That's That stuff you see that they sell in ads and stuff, that stuff ain't real. Get this, and you're guaranteed to lose 10 pounds in one week. It's going to be a noticeable difference in one week. It's going to be a noticeable difference in three days. No, you have to make a commitment to go every day because it's going to take longer than that. You know, they say there's a there's a four rule. You have to follow your fours. After four days, you're going to see a difference. So physically, yes, you will see a difference after four days because you look at yourself in the mirror every single day. Now, that's not to say that's going to be a humongous difference. You may just notice a small difference, and it may not even keep going. You know, it may decline after that, and it may take longer for you to see another difference. But after four days, you can see a difference, and after four days, you can feel a difference within your mind, and you can, you can feel it. Like, you want to keep going and doing what you're doing. So then after four weeks, your family starts to notice. Like, the people around you start to notice there's a difference in you. And whether that be your mood or your actual physical presence, your physical appearance, they can see a difference after four weeks. Now, after four months, everybody notices a difference. There's going to be a major difference within four months. And that's all it takes, four months, from January to April. People can't last from January to April because they're not willing to make a commitment. January to April is not that long. We literally came back from Christmas break in January. Now it's April. And I feel like I just moved in, and that was back in August. So January to April is not that long. You have to make a commitment to yourself for at least four months. Make a commitment to yourself for a day at a time. If you say, yep, I'm going today, yep, I'm going today, and it's not an option. You don't give yourself an option every day. You say, yep, I'm going today. As soon as you wake up, yep, I'm going today. I'm going to do something today. I'm going to eat right today, or I'm going to go exercise today, and I'm going to do both today. You know, that's just something you have to make a commitment to. Only 19% of people follow through with their New Year's resolutions long term, and that's two years. Only 19%. All that is is lack of commitment. I can, I can take that to other areas of life where studies have shown high numbers. Let's say marriage, for example. You know, in America, 50% of all marriages will end in divorce. 50%. That's, you have the same risk of getting a heart disease as you do getting a divorce in your marriage. 50%. And you know what some of the leading causes are? There's three leading causes, and one of those is lack of commitment. Lack of commitment. They just don't want to be married anymore. They don't want to be committed to that person anymore. They want to go do what they want, or they want to go act a certain type of way. Now, in marriage, you can do what you want, obviously. I mean, you shouldn't have that type of power, but, like, you know what I'm saying. Actually, I just found 
I was searching this up just now as I was talking. The number one leading cause of divorce in marriage, lack of commitment. That is the number one leading cause. It wasn't number three. It wasn't number two. It's number one. The leading cause of divorce is lack of commitment. Okay, what else do people lack commitment in? What if you don't want to get married? That's fine. Let's talk about school. So what is the leading cause or what is the most common cause of academic failure? The biggest reason of academic failure is a bad mindset. A bad mindset is the leading cause of academic failure. Okay, you don't want to go to you don't want to go to college, you don't want to go to school. That's fine. Let's get let's get something else. Do you ever want a job in your life? I'm sure one of these three things is going to hit somebody, marriage, school, or job. You know what one of the causes, one of the most common causes of getting fired from a job is? Taking too many days off. Why are you taking so many days off? Because you don't want to go to work. Why? Because you lack a commitment. You signed that paper. You signed that contract that said, yes, I'm going to work here. Yes, I'm going to work for you, and I'm going to do everything I can to give my best performance. And guess what? You don't want to go to work. Why? Because you lack commitment. You lack commitment, and that is one of the leading causes of getting fired from a job is taking too much time off. If one of those three things isn't you, a job, and that could be entrepreneurship, that could be working for somebody else, that could be anything. School, college, high school, anything. Marriage, I mean, if if none of those three things are you, then what are you doing? Are you just sitting on the couch? Maybe you don't want to commit to anything because you're scared you're going to do bad or you're scared you're going to fail or you're just scared in general to to want to do your best all the time. You're scared of failure after doing your best. You know what? That's fine because Michael Jordan said it best. I have failed over and over and over again, and that is why I succeed. You know what? Amazon started out of a garage, and look where it is now. Michael Jordan, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, was cut from his high school team. Now, if he would have quit basketball after he got cut because he thought he deserved to be on the, on the varsity team, if he would have quit, we would have never known Michael Jordan. We would have never known that he was the greatest of all time. But guess what? He kept going. He played on that JV team. And the next year, guess what? He tried out for varsity and he made it. And then he became the greatest basketball player of all time. And not to mention, he had a quote. And it said, I have missed 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. And he said, I have failed over and over and over again in life. And that is why I succeed. You have to have failure in order to succeed. If you're scared of commitment because you're scared to fail, don't worry about that. You're going to fail. You're going to fail at least one time. And guess what? You're going to get back up. You're going to dust yourself off. And you're going to keep going. You see, we talked about consistency. Try it another way. Do the same thing, but try it another way. Okay, nothing working for you. You you want somebody by your side to help you and hold your hand. Well, guess what? We talked about that lone wolf mentality in the past. You got to have that lone wolf mentality. You're hungry. You want it bad. You got to go get it yourself. Nobody's there to help you. You got to start your own pack. You got to be the leader. You got to be the leader you want to be. And guess what? That all starts with a commitment. It all starts with a commitment to yourself. That all starts with a commitment to yourself. If you need to put it on paper and hang it on your mirror, you do it. You sign that contract. You make up a fake contract and you sign it. Actually, it's not even fake. You should frame it. You should put it on your wall and say, I have a commitment to do this for four months. And if I don't see change, then I can try it another way. I have a commitment to do this. And if I don't see what I want to see, then I can try it another way. But what you're never going to do is quit. What you're never going to do is just give up. Because Michael Jordan also said, I can take failure. I can take trying and failing. But what I cannot take is somebody who is not willing to stand up and do it. And to be, to be honest with you, I feel the same way. I can't take somebody who won't try. I can take, man, somebody somebody who tries over and over and over and over and over. And they just keep failing and failing and failing and failing. 
and then they they still stand up and they still face what they're facing daily they still face it and they go for it every single day i can take that i want them on my team i want them by my side because that is a dangerous person that is a mentally strong person that is a person who's so mentally strong that they don't care what's in the way they'll run through that brick wall if they have to no matter how many times they hit it and they don't move they'll run through it that day may not be today that day may not be tomorrow that may not even be three months from now but guess what they're going to keep standing up they're going to keep trying and that is somebody who's dangerous they that's somebody who has a dangerous mindset and that's somebody who i want on my side and that is somebody who I want leading my company. That's somebody who I want I want to work for. And that's the thing. You have to pick those people out. You have to recognize what greatness truly is. You want to see change? You have a problem with commitment? Write your goals down on paper. Check them off one by one. Make short-term goals. Make long-term goals. Check them off as you go. Be committed to what you're doing. If you can see it in front of you, most of the time you're going to keep up with it. If you can see it in front of you, most of the time you want to go chase it. You can't tell me. That if you saw a $100 bill laying on the ground, that you wouldn't go chase it. You can't tell me that you wouldn't chase it when the wind started blowing. You can't tell me that you wouldn't try to go step on it before it got away. And don't you think your life is worth more than $100? Don't you think your health is worth more than $100? I guarantee you spend more than $100 on health care a year. I guarantee your insurance, you spend more on insurance than $100. Why? Because your health is important. So you mean to tell me you would chase a $100 bill laying on the ground, but you won't go out and commit to doing 20 minutes of walking a day? You can't tell me you won't go out and commit to doing four months of exercise and eating right. You can't commit to that. You can't save yourself the medical bills, but yet you'll go chase a $100 bill just laying on the ground. Man, you know, some people's priorities. It's all about priorities. It's all about commitment. Thing is, people don't want to commit to anything because it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. You know, it's hard to wake up and not choose to get a milkshake from Freddy's. And instead, make your protein shake at home with the protein powder that you have and the fruits that you have in the freezer. You know, you can't tell me that it's not hard. If it was easy, everybody would have a six-pack. If it was easy, everybody would have big muscles, right? I mean, some people don't desire it, but most people would. So you can't tell me that you ain't doing it because it's hard. You know what else is hard? Living paycheck to paycheck because you have medical bills to pay from seeing the doctor all the time. You know what else is hard? Being in debt from medical bills. You know what else is hard? Not being able to breathe when you walk. You know what else is hard? Not being able to stand up by yourself because you can't move. That's what's hard. So choose your type of hard. Do you want the good type of hard where you can live a free life, but yet you, you have to go exercise every day? You have to go exert yourself every single day? You have to make yourself feel good about yourself every single day? Or do you want to live the type of hard where you have to pay bills constantly? You have to go see the doctor because you're sick. Your immune system is trash because you're eating like trash. Choose your type of hard. You know, my type of hard, I want to be hard like David Goggins. I want to be hard. I want to be the hardest person in the room when I walk in. I want to be able to look around and be like, yep, yep, I got one up on these guys. I got one up on these people. I got one up because my mindset's better. And would I have expressed that outwardly? No. I would never express that outwardly. I would never go up to somebody and be like, yep, I'm above you. Yep. Because guess what? I don't know them. If I would walk in a room and I just look around, then I have instilled confidence in myself. But that doesn't mean they, can they can't outperform me. That doesn't mean that they can't outdo me. And so I would stay humble. I would just have that confidence about myself and then put in the work, put in 110%. If their 110% is better than my 110%, guess what? They beat me that day, but they ain't going to beat me forever. That's the thing about it. People can beat you every single day, but guess what? You're going to wake up one day and you're going to decide, you know, enough is enough. And they're, they're no longer going to beat you. They're no longer even going to come close because you're going to work circles around them. And people start to say, hey, not everything's a competition. I understand that. 
But guess what? Why are you complaining about getting paid less than the than the other person you worked beside? Now everything's a competition, though, right? Why are you Why are you trying to move up the the company ladder if nothing's a competition? Not everything's competition, you know. Why are you scrolling through Facebook and Instagram looking at these other people's vacation pictures and complaining because, or not even complaining, but judging because, oh, they always go on vacation or, oh, they seem like they have all this money and they really don't. Well, guess what? They might. Guess what? You're sitting there being jealous when there's something you could do too. And so you say not everything's a competition, but yet it is. And the thing is, it's not even about other people. I was just using that as examples. It's about you. It's you versus you every single day, as I said before. It's always going to be you versus you. It's you versus your past self. It's you versus the person you were yesterday. Are you going to improve today? Are you going to improve by 1% today? That 1% could change your life. That 1% could help you so good that it changes your life and you never turn back. You can make a million dollars with that 1%. But you, you, know, you want to know what? Most people don't want to be better. Most people want to stay the same mediocre person they are because it's comfortable. Because they got comfortable. And being comfortable is the worst place you could be. Being comfortable takes your desires away. You have all these goals. You have these dreams. But yet being comfortable, it doesn't let you chase them. It doesn't, being comfortable never lets you chase what you want. And so that's the thing. When you get comfortable, you don't get what you want because you're satisfied. You're satisfied. You're satisfied working nine to five, huh? You're satisfied. It's comfortable. You're making good money. But guess what? Your dream is to own your own company. Your dream is to set up your own business, but you're not doing it because you're comfortable. And you're like, well, this is a good alternative. No, it's not. Chase your goals. The only person between you and reaching your goals is you. The only person stopping you is you. So commit. Commit to it. Make a commitment every single day to chase what you want. Make a commitment every single day to go tackle your goals. And I promise you, you're going to see your life improve. You're going to see a change in your desires. You're going to see a change in your mood. You're going to see a change in your energy. People are going to see a change in you. You're going to become that leader that you want to be. But you have to go commit. You have to go tackle it. You have to go chase it every single day. Chase your goals every single day. Commit. That's all I'm saying. That's the final word I'm going to leave you with is commit. This has been a good episode of the Motivation Minutes. I'm D. Rice. Thank you for listening.